0: Russ, as I sit here, I notice I have a whiskey drink, I have a vodka drink, I have a lager drink, and I have a cider drink, and you know what I'm reminded of? The good times? I may get knocked down, but I get up again, and you're never going to keep me down. Let's start the show! Hello, and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League, as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host... Sam Houston, and across the way from me is our buddy Russ, filling in for Mr. Graham, who is on assignment. How are you doing, again. Russ?
1: I'm doing great. Hello again, everyone. Excellent.
0: We are recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Russ, tell the good people how they can get in touch with us.
1: We are on all the social medias at DU Football Show, and you can email us at DUFootballShow at gmail.com. You can also slide into the DMs and talk smack like I like to routinely do.
0: That would be good. You know, you're you're one of the only ones who do it. We'd like more of you to do it. Um, or you can just drive your happy ass over here, as is in the case of our great friend and guest tonight, our boy Rice. Rice, how you doing?
2: Feeling good. Glad to be here.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And uh, Rice, who do you support?
2: I re- support a team that some have heard of. Um, we were relegated back in 1974. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we came back up to the EPL in 76 and uh, pretty much been killing it since then. So I uh, support manu. Okay, great. And how long have you not had a
0: soul? Russ and I both uh, work in the wine and spirits industry. Yes, him too. Uh, And we both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Russ,
1: let everybody know what we're sipping on for the G&T party. To continue the G&T party, we are going with the McClintock Forager Gin that is made in Frederick, Maryland, right down the road from Studio H here, mm-hmm. it is a vapor-infused New World gin, 100% certified organic. So you got that classic juniper with some nice citrus and spice. This will be around 90, or this is 90 proof, and will be on the shelves between 32.99 and
0: 38.99. Beautiful. And uh, what's the uh, kick-ass tonic we're uh, drinking today? We're
1: taking a wonderful tonic here to help tie <sighs> us back into England. We're doing the fentimens botanical tonic water. It is a great little tonic water mixed with a little bit of hipsit and myrtle to kind of give it that little mint finish and a little bit of that clove.
0: Yeah, I like this. Um, the the forager gin has a little bit of a licorice kind of anise thing going on that really works well with the botanical water. And uh, also what's uh, cute is um, you have uh, Sam uh, who uh, sells uh, Hendrix. He is Openly admitted that this has started uh, dipping into his sales a little bit. So, um, Mike, I see you're in silent protest.
2: Uh, What's the deal? Why no G&T? All right. First of all, I do not drink gin and tonics. I don't really like gin. Um, Overall, it's just juniper-flavored vodka. So if you're really into flavored vodkas like Pinnacle Cotton Candy, then drink gin. I am drinking whiskey. Uh, Will It Pot Still, 94 Proof. Uh, on the shelf at 39, if you have a good liquor store, 60 if they're trying to gouge you. Non-age statement, beautiful copper-brown color, sweet notes of caramelized sugar and corn on the nose. Um, and then just a light cedar and pecan on the finish. And most importantly, it comes in a really cool bottle, which is why most people buy it.
0: Well, you know, the reason why uh, Mike's sticking with Just Whiskey is because he is a Manchester United fan, and he can only see what's in the mirror. That is it. Tunnel vision. All right. Tunnel. <laughs> All boys. Let's have a good show. Right. <clears throat> so, we have Russ here, and one would think we should open with Liverpool, which we are. But since Rice supports fucking Man U, let's talk about both teams he hates that are battling for a title which his club isn't. Liverpool 2, Chelsea nil, Manchester City 3, Crystal Palace 1. Russ,
1: are we elated or relieved for the result for uh, Liverpool? I would say a little bit of both. You know, I thought it was a... It was one of those speed bumps. It was the last speed bump I feel on the schedule and they came through with flying colors. It took a while to warm up, but they definitely got there in the second half.
0: Now, it's um it, the the first half seemed like the better chances went to Chelsea certainly in that match. It didn't really seem like, I mean, Liverpool had a couple of shots in the first half, but it just didn't s- Big, wide-open, fast-break opportunities on the counter for Chelsea. Um, credit to Liverpool coming in right off the bat in the second half and just kind of changing the uh, the the pace of the game. They really put the screws to Chelsea in the opening ten minutes.
1: Well, in that in the first half, you had that great cross by Mane that Salah put a boot on it through a crowded box, but the Keppa was able to wrap it up, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot of other. Action going on Kepl in that first half. Yeah. You definitely saw Chelsea pushing it. But one of the things in the second half when they came out, they did come out on fire. You know, Henderson with his nice little floating cross that um that's or that Mane just drilled in sitting on the back post was a start of eight minutes of very Very exciting football.
0: Yeah, you know, and until Chelsea decided to give up, it was the only eight minutes that you guys were in control of the game there. Um, I will say that Henderson, to uh, reference something else that uh, Mr. Rice here very much loves, Henderson pulled out his uh, 60-degree and just got under it and just floated it right over top of the defense and right onto Mane's
1: head. I mean, it was perfect touch. It was just a soft little clip shot that just kind of sailed right over the... The first defender, goalkeeper, and right to Mane on that back post. All right.
0: Well, we can't get, you know, you said eight great minutes, but really that comes down to one glorious moment. Uh, Even even I have to admit, as much as I hate the red shite, God damn, sorry, Russ. What a beautiful goal
1: by Mo Salah. I tell you, when, um, when you saw Virgil take that ball and put that long pass on the wing to Salah, who just brought it down, two quick touches, and then that laser left foot just drilled it into the top left corner
0: yeah it was a gorgeous shot um now to go in though um you get the you get the two goal lead and then the defense has a couple of big gaps Things got
1: exciting for a few minutes
0: there um hazard had been doing it in the first half and it didn't equate to anything but in the second half he was kind of darting behind the uh, the Liverpool defense and he got in on one that he just put just off the post that oh, he drilled that post yeah um, <clears throat> and then and then the second one we saw something that we rarely see which is Van Dyke get beat one on one where he just got right past him and uh, and uh, Allison
1: uh, Ali McBeal comes up with the big save with a whole whopping one minute after the post shot so within. Two minutes out of each other, Hazard got behind the defense twice, which was kind of shocking considering the form that they've been playing in on that back four.
0: Uh, do you think maybe that that those two, because they didn't go in the back of the net because one of them didn't go in, do you think that ultimately just took the sales out of Chelsea because it just seemed like they quit
1: after that? I think after that point, you know, they realized they had their two chances, they had the ability to tie it, and they just dropped the ball. They did not get to it.
0: Oh, well, so now it comes down to the last four games of the season for you, and uh, the game in hand for uh, Manchester City, which obviously is United. Um, I know you're going to think that that you know they're going to get points, that Spurs are going to get points off of uh, or a point off of City, but I can't see why it's how it's going to happen. Uh, Rice, this is where I throw it to you. Um, do you want to see your longtime rival Liverpool win the title? Or do you want to see your annoying neighbor's city who buy titles win another title? What's the third option? Uh, the third option is you have to pick one or two because you're not winning a title this season. third option could also be you could become an Everton <laughs> fan. Um, Definitely Mike- not taking a third option that time. <laughs> Mike doesn't hate himself enough to do that. There's a special kind of hate inside that you got to be to, uh to uh, you know... Give yourself to uh, the mighty toffees of Everton. It doesn't really much matter to me. So uh, on to the next game. Uh, City get revenge against Palace. Uh, you know, pretty pretty quick work of Palace. I mean, Palace did score their their one free kick that we'll get to, but uh, Sterling with uh, with two goals. It just seemed like uh, cruise control for City.
1: Yeah, they. I mean, they start off in when you have possession of seventy two percent for the match, you're controlling the tempo. And Silva got to the baseline on that one, did a great little pass to a wide open Sterling, whiff, just missed it outside. Yeah. It could have been, the score could have been even bigger than what it was.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And um, uh, Gundewin filled in fairly well for Fernandinho, which is always big. When Fernandinho's not on the pitch, people get... Uh, City fans get nervous because he really kind of holds
1: that team together. So decent game out of Gundawin in the middle. He definitely helped solidify that, and also with um seeing Kevin De Bruyne back in action. You know he was, you know been ha- been off most of the year with injuries coming mm-hmm. off the World Cup. But you know he- his pass that he did down the wing to Sterling that he just drilled in the back was beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So a uh, quick look to uh, Pat to Crystal Palace, uh, Milivojevic the set piece master, um, even though City kind of, you know, stood and said, here, please shoot the ball in the lower corner as I step out of the way.
1: But Milivojevic, again, with the set pieces, just scoring goals with ease. Why did that guy jump out of the way? He's got the spot and it's like he just opened up the door and said, here, shoot right here. Yeah, it was Bernardo Silva. He actually moved the Palace guy out of the way, stood
0: there, and then turned and let the ball go in, which... Very much surprised me. Um, but for Milivojevic, he's now double digits on goals for the season for uh, Palace. Is this a guy who we may see in a bigger situation, like maybe goes to a West Ham or an Everton or a, or a Leicester, like somebody like that? Do we think maybe he might move up the pecking order a little?
1: I think you see him in a um, top 10 team next year for certain. He's definitely moving up. I, I could see him landing in your club, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure where we would put him, though. I mean, if we lost uh, if we lost Idris again, maybe, but I'm not exactly sure where we put him. I think he's probably, honestly, with Noble getting older, um, and Declan Rice will probably need somebody to be a little more creative in front of him. I think Milivojevic may be that guy. I could see him going to someplace like West Ham. But uh, I also don't know what his contract currently is, so, I mean, he could be on four years and, you know, Palace may want too much money for him. Who, who the heck knows? Um, but one thing worth noticing: uh, noting Palace in their last five games, loss, win, loss, win, lost Man City. What? Who do they have coming up? Oh, the Gunners. So I guess they're going to win.
1: <laughs> okay, it's nice to see them getting back in form. Them a nice little bounce back.
0: A lot happened at the bottom of the table as the battle for 18th place is down to two teams. Newcastle one, Leicester nil, Burnley two, Cardiff nil, Bournemouth five, Brighton nil, and that was on the road. Southampton three, Wolverhampton one. Uh Newcastle secure safety with the win. Uh nice little goal from Iose Perez. You know the tho- Foxes didn't really look up for the match. I mean, is there really much else
1: to say? The- I- I don't know if it was the bright lights on Friday night that got them thrown off or the fact that they possessed the ball most of the game. They weren't able to do their counterattacking that I think what suits them best. It's true. Very true for
0: them. Uh, it just they looked uninspired. Um, In fact, everybody who is currently battling for seventh place this weekend uh, between the four teams all lost and all four of them looked very uninspired, you know, between Leicester, Wolves, Everton, and Watford. None of them seemed like they wanted to become seventh place this weekend.
1: No, and I think Leicester is looking forward to their victory on the second match at the end of the year against Man City, that they were just taking it off the... Taking it off this week, taking it uh, slowing down a little. Okay,
0: so old Brendy Rogers, the old Liverpool manager, is well, it, was, it was a battle of both Liverpool
1: managers going on there. It was, <laughs> yeah, Rafa and uh, Rafa and um, um, uh, Brendy Rogers, and, and Rafa knows how to beat Man City, so maybe he was teaching. Um, You know Rogers, how to do it for later in the year. Okay, well you just keep
0: smoking that crack you're smoking there. I've got Uh, a
1: full pipe of it.
0: Excellent. Um, Burnley pull yet another Burnley, um, a brace of headers, uh, and from Wood and win two nothing. You know it's did did Cardiff really have a claim on either one of those handballs? You think?
1: You know, without VAR, I don't know if you would have changed either one of those. I think they were both pretty close to call.
0: I, I think I think if there was VAR, they would have turned down. Neither one of those handballs would have been called. Um, particularly, I think the refs got it 1,000% right on the second one. It was, it hit his head, it just grazed down, hit his hand, and that was the end of it. You know, so um, now, what does this mean for Cardiff? Do we think, I mean, it, it, does this mean Cardiff's going down?
1: Cardiff's going down. You yeah. know, they can't score. They give up goals. They've got to. They've played all their matches where they don't have the game in hand. I, I don't see him getting out of that spot I think they just secured that spot
0: yeah pretty much now um this the you know the game is good Burnley is pretty much secured uh you know being safe Newcastle's pretty much secured being safe likewise with Southampton but uh, the most important thing to notice was the EPL's version of The Bachelor as uh Ashley Barnes got up close and personal and uh gave uh Joe Bennett a rose and a couple of smooches on the nose i mean,
1: I was wondering if this came with the the English Premier League XXS version on this show because, (laughs) I mean, I've never seen so much man love on a field going on with them. Uh, That uh, that brings me to the thought of
0: of gamesmanship. Um, Instead of getting a red card, he went ahead and he smooched him on the nose. And the reason why he he gave him the old smooch on the nose is he was looking for him to react. He wanted Bennett to swing. Well, and, and so Bennett which would get kiss? a red card. The first
1: one or the second oh, one?
0: Oh, both of them. He was looking for the swing. I mean, I can I can personally tell you from from my days as playing a goalkeeper, if somebody got in front of me to block me on a corner kick or a free kick, and they'd lean back up against me, I would grab their ass. I wouldn't grab their ass. Caress. I would caress their ass. I would tell them in their ear you've got a great ass. I would do anything possible to get in their dome. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get in my dome by standing in front of me. So screw it. I'm going to mess with your head. And most of the time it worked because normally it meant somebody swung an elbow at me and they saw a yellow card and the other team
1: never got their free kickoff. So it was great. Swinging elbows in English Premier League? I don't believe that. But I (laughs) also don't think that you've just done that caressing on the pitch. I think you do that a lot in your day-to-day life about making some sales calls
0: well if you don't have such a great ass Russ I wouldn't be grabbing it now would I Uh, Mikey you played uh, high school uh, soccer for uh, DeMatha Um, what kind of uh, gamesmanship did you used to pull out there to mess with people
2: on corners if the ball grab didn't work just line up with your heel over their toe as soon as they kick the ball, slam your heel down. That usually <laughs> takes the guy down for their, at least the play, and he doesn't keep pushing on you.
0: There you go. Very
2: well done. Yes, the
0: uh, the quote-unquote gamesmanship that goes into soccer. So much fun. So uh, Bournemouth, the Cherries, score five on the road, but they do it to a 10-man Brighton. Uh, they were up 2-0 before it happened, but Anthony Knockhart with what can only be described as a personal assault on uh, the Bournemouth player with the automatic straight red for the, what was it, like three feet off the ground diving? Oh, he, uh, he
1: was coming in fast. He he turned on the jets and went sliding and just went studs up and right at that leg. Yeah, I mean, it was real bad. And then the, the wheels
0: just fell off after that. But uh, for Brighton, that's got to be, you know, what brighton has to now do from that game is just brush it off and forget it because n-
1: now they actually have a battle on their hands well i still say they're they're not moving up past that te- 17 slot so i mean they're going to be in that position i don't see them moving up maybe 16 but you just yeah. got to push it aside and like what i love is when the guy walked off the field he didn't even acknowledge the manager he just went right down the tunnel
0: oh he knew he, he knew exactly what he
1: did I have a feeling there's someone who sits in this chair I'm in who's had that feeling a time or two yeah yeah definitely
0: okay. <laughs> he's he does that regularly you should oh he's such an angry man on the field <laughs> god he's so he's so angry so angry like he'll he will he will foul someone right like foul someone know he fouled someone Turn around, look at the ref, and just start going. No, 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 no! That was not a foul. That was not a foul. And I, and he's as he's getting his blue or yellow card and walking off the field, I'll be I'll be like, you fouled the hell out of him. He goes, Oh yeah, fuck yeah, I know I did. And then just goes and sits down on the bench. <laughs> so
2: much rage in that man. So much rage. But then as soon as the game's over, the few games I've played with uh, Drunkard United, thirty seconds later he's fine, drinking a beer and laughing about whatever. Yeah. It's it's an emotional high and emotional low with the uh, Mr. Sam Graham. Very much so.
0: So uh, the final game, Southampton Wolves, was this a case of Wolves playing down to their opponent or was this a simple case that the saints just needed it more? If the saints
1: knew they could win, they were probably safe. The saints, I think are coming, they're coming around under their new manager. They've definitely shown a lot more heart Mm -hmm. and you know, they're playing a lot tougher and I mean, there there was some, there was some action in that match early, you know, Redmond just got, you know, he got a half a step ahead of his defender and put that beautiful little shot right on goal to get that first one. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was just a nice match. But like, once again, this match right away, the equalizer came back, they got the goal and then it wasn't, you know, quickly Redmond got the brace again.
0: Yep. Now, um, I think I'm still not impressed with the Saints as a team, even though they're playing better. Um, but then, of course, to play They they played for Mark Hughes, which is arguably the worst manager ever. Him and uh, Pardue are probably neck and neck for Premier League terrible managers. But uh, So any manager, hell, one of us could probably manage Southampton and get more out of them than old
1: Sparky did. Well, I just like watching Southampton to see what players come into my team later. (laughs) It seems like that's a farm club for us.
0: It is. It is the Liverpool Farm Club, but um, their team sucks now, so you don't want any of their players. Trust me. Got it. In this week of oh, so that happened. Fulham two, Everton zero, Spurs four, Huddersfield I'm nil.
3: Sorry, Sam. Um, I have a, a little message here. We need oh. to get to first. Oh
0: Jesus Christ!
3: <coughs> <coughs> Let me clear my throat for this one. Not
0: enough producer, Mel. Oh Jesus! No,
3: this is from your co-host, who's not able to be here tonight.
0: Okay, great. Go ahead.
3: Hey lads. If you thought for one second I would miss the opportunity to take the piss out of you after you got me so bad last week, you're sadly mistaken. Strap yourself in, you big blue bastard. Everton were bossed all over the pitch this weekend. Pitford's play and distribution were horrendous, minus one or two saves. The big, beautiful thug Gomes should be locked up, but at least he's produced a mud shot on the same level as Jeremy Meeks should be banned for the rest of the season, in my opinion. You play this weekend can be summed up by Calvert and Lewis's chance close, but no cigar. It joys me to see the pain on toffee faces after last weekend, but also pleases me even more that a Liverpool supporter has to hand you your shot of Malort. I'll be tuning into the Facebook Live for that one, promise. Speaking of the man filling in for me today, I believe he has something to say about this match as well. Cheers to you, Sam. Russ, to you, man.
1: Okay, well... Uh, uh, No, no, no,
3: no, 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 I I said, cheers to you, Sam. Russ, over to you.
1: So before we get to the rest of... Oh, so that happened. We, um, we just want... I just wanted to point out something with Everton. Okay. Three straight wins. yes. Three straight clean sheets. Yes. Two of those wins against top six sides. Absolutely. What is the rank of the team they played this weekend? Oh, they suck balls. So they're they're going (laughs) down, right? So they lost to a Champions League team.
2: Currently, nineteen.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, Millwall. Um, so when we look at this, it's been thirty-five days or eight hundred and forty hours since Big Sam has had to do a shot of Malort. Yes, it has been a while. I know he's itching a little bit, so let me um, just help Sam out and get this shot over to him right now.
0: All right, Well, all right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this, and then I'm actually going to get the show back on fucking format. <laughs> all right, there we go. Yes, look, everybody, it's Malort. And unlike Sam Graham, I'm a fucking man and can take it.
1: Professional.
0: Yum. So, as I typically do, I say all the fucking scores to all the fucking games, but I got a couple of teenagers that are trying to get in my pants so fucking fast they can't let me actually get through the fucking format of the show. Fulham 2, Everton nil, Spurs 4, Huddersfield nil, Manchester United 2, West Ham 1, Arsenal 1, Watford nil. See, this is what I do. I say all the scores of the game. Then you all start busting my balls. But you all have decided that was enough. Yes, Andres Gomez did receive a three-game ban for uh, violent conduct, um, while also being uh, charged by the FA for being sexy as fuck. And um, we looked horrible. We looked uninspired. All we had to do was beat the second-worst team in the league, And we would be in seventh place right now. But um, they wouldn't do that. Why? Because um, they don't want their fans to be happy. They want us to hate ourselves. They want us to question everything about ourselves. That's what they do. They're the drunk boyfriend that's out all night. And you're just left at home
1: wondering, are they running around on you or not? Well, the silver lining is, like you said, everyone else in your group that you're chasing lost. But, man, to make up some ground on those clubs and get in that seventh spot...
0: Yeah, and particularly considering um, some of them have games in hand as well. So uh, we we have a we have I believe all of them on goal difference. I think we actually have a better goal difference than the rest of them. But uh, yeah, we really really needed to 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 get that win, and it's it's just disappointing because it seemed like everything was finally being righted and what it let us know was is we still need a striker that lewin's doing the work but lewin's still a kid um i thought uh mitrovich did a lovely audition for us uh, on the uh, on the fulham side and uh i'm pissed as hell that we lost that's about all I can say about that. So, are we all happy now? Well, are no, we, we, yeah. we have
1: a guest who may want to chime in. Okay, on this. yeah, yeah. Right, Rice, you want to get in your
0: shots too, there, killer? No, uh, they've kicked you enough while you're down. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I normally would expect some jackassery from you. So, um, disappointed, disappointed. So, Spurs, um, more with the hat trick with, uh, without, um, Kane, because Kane's now been shut down for the season with that injury in the uh, Champions League um, against Manchester city. So they're going to need goals. And it looks like, uh, Mora got them for him.
1: Wow. He was, the I was listening to something. They said he's the fourth Brazilian to get a hat trick in the English premier league. Oh yeah. So that was, um, that was pretty interesting stat there, but you know, putting him and Saan up top, you know, going to the two strikers as opposed to one that they run most of the time with Kane, I think this could change and help them knock off another team twice this week. Hopefully.
0: No, that's not going to happen. You just go ahead and keep wearing those red colored sunglasses.
1: I've got them on,
0: polished them up, cleaned them up. Um, I will say the scoreline does is not indicative of the game itself. Um, Huddersfield were given some fight at one point. It was uh, it was one nil. They were knocking on the door. They were really kind of pushing it, and then it was three quick goals in the last ten minutes from uh, from Tottenham. So. Good on you, Tottenham. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. You played a team that's going down and you beat the shit out of them, unlike my team. So you did exactly what you're supposed to do. But, you know, that ball bounces the wrong way once. And, you know, uh, Hugo Lloris got one big save in there. If it goes in, suddenly that game's a lot different. And uh, they need to make sure that they're doing exactly what they did to Huddersfield, but they need to do it sooner. They got to put the foot on the throat
1: quicker this definitely helps secure them i think in the top four for the end of the year i'm concerned about the injuries they're going to be playing with coming you know coming down the stretch here but i still feel that they're going to finish in that top four now i who who the hell knows like
0: you know arsenal looks like crap against us they didn't look particularly well today um chelsea wins a couple then you know doesn't look good against uh liverpool i frankly manchester united's beat up they're just out of their they're they're out of gas there's nothing left and then and then you know Tottenham the injuries and well they've been able to do it all year but it's funny just like how we talked about seventh place and there's four teams and it seems like nobody wants to be seventh place for the Champions League spot there's four teams and it doesn't seem like any of them want to be the two Champions League spots they they're all finding ways to get in trouble you know So, uh, which leads us into the next game, and this is where we're going to bring in our beautiful friend, Mr. Rice, here. Um, Man U to West Ham 1. How does it feel to win a game when you cheat?
2: Uh, It feels like we walked away with three points. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just overall, I mean, there's a lot of of good things. A few good things. Pogba stopped doing the uh, cha-cha slide on his way up to kick penalties, which was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then uh, De Gea just keeps uh, reminding everybody he is the best in
0: the world. There is no wow. doubt about that that, that. that save from De Gea on that head
2: ball was amazing. But, you know, the, with the scoreline, I mean, Marshall, 36-minute, thing, got caught off guard. Like, didn't look like he was ready for the ball. And just yeah. used the wrong foot, sent it over. Smalling was unmarked inside the 18. Could have set up a picnic basket and had lunch. He all was right. all by himself, heads it over the goal. Um, second penalty, should have gone to red. You know the the first penalty, yeah, it was ticky. It could have been outside the 18, could be inside the 18. So I mean, overall, it was just very open. It wasn't very disciplined, um, and they didn't perform. But they were saved by individual effort, basically at the end of the day.
0: Well, um, you you say that that should have been read. We'll call it a wash then, because uh, Felipe Anderson's goal in the first half that got disallowed was a, was a fucking goal, cause Delout across the field kept him on sides. In fact, he wasn't even, even he was behind them off. Like he was that on sides, but clearly linesmen only pay attention to, uh, you know, the top six clubs and not anybody else. Right. Or at least that's what, uh, that's what um, uh good old Neil Warlock would tell
2: us. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, West Ham, they played a decent game they had 44% of the possession. It just seemed like every time they got to the 18, um, they just kind of fell apart and only had a couple good chances, but you know, the goal they did score was good. I think if that first goal goes in and Pogba misses a penalty, it's a completely different game.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. It definitely would have been. Well, I also think that um, Antonio had that ball off the pipe. I that mean, was did you a see great the,
1: rip. The replay of that and see the pipe just shake. I mean, he drilled that. but and, and that led to like five very exciting minutes in the match today because that header, that header was just slightly off time because. He drilled that down, took a big bounce up, and DeGay just got that hand up there and batted that out. That was incredible save.
0: That's why we're reminded
1: he's the best goalkeeper in the world. I
0: mean, that's, I mean it's no Gordon Banks against Pele back in the 60s, but it's a pretty damn
1: good save. But the shocking thing to me is if we time Pogba's two penalty kicks and add them together, they're as quick as penalty kick of the year. He's definitely getting up there and striking the ball now.
0: Yeah, you know, the pants-off dance-off is over, which which disappoints me because I liked just mocking him about it. It was great.
1: I like to go to the fridge, get a beer, come back, and watch it, but now I can't do that anymore. Yeah,
0: you know, he actually took it quickly for once. Um, the, I, the Hammers finally showed some life, which was good because for the past couple of weeks, they've really looked despondent. So it was good to see them actually play with some heart and some hustle here at the end of the season.
2: They've had a rough last five six games though of who they've played in the table. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, we there was, but I mean, like our game when we played them and beat them two nothing. I mean, they just they didn't even show up to the match.
1: Oh, this match, I think they showed up, and I I thought their play on the pitch deserved a draw.
0: But I, they, I would
1: agree. They, um, they came out on the short side, but that was a, a great match to watch.
0: All right, so let's uh, go ahead then, and uh, real quick, just because um, Rice is a jackass, and uh, I believe in um, rewarding jackassery, so allow me to go grab this bottle of Malort real quick. Because I always like to make my uh, guests do shots of Malort, and, well, you know what? You owe us a shot of Malort for one reason—
2: Jose fucking Mourinho, okay? <laughs> All right. I'll do Malort. A, it's my first time here. Um, B, if Sam Graham was here, I would do one because he his, his boys beat my boys. Um, and the only issue with doing Malort is it's bad luck to do shots by yourself. Okay. So that's why when you continually do shots week after week, because Everton loses, you're just adding more and more bad luck. Okay. So, you. what you got to do is you got to get on with one of your support groups, Facebook Live, have somebody come in with you and do a shot with you so you can end the cycle of bad luck. Oh, okay. Otherwise, you. it won't happen.
1: Okay. Could um, we just get a black cat to run across the pitch to help oh, out?
2: Oh, you oh yeah, do absolutely. not talk about the
0: black cat. That thing is a national fucking treasure.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I've been doing my shot. Then we're going to talk about Sam Graham doing shots in my Lord. Refreshing. So let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Sam Graham and his five to seven minute timeout after each shot of Malort. And I got a theory with this. Sam Graham loves himself some Sam Graham. He loves the sound of his own voice, and he is a shameless self-promoter. The reason Malort doesn't affect me and Sammy as much is we hate ourselves just a little bit,
1: <laughs> and it
2: just doesn't affect our day, and we move on. So. Sammy, continue loving yourself, and uh, we'll keep doing shots and moving on with our day.
0: So with that in mind, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about Sammy. Uh, Arsenal won, Watford nil. Uh, Russ, did you watch the game today? No, was it on TV? Okay. Uh, Rice, did you watch the game today?
2: Uh, I don't watch teams that are behind me on the table.
0: Okay, um, and I didn't watch it either because we all have jobs. Uh, let's wrap it up like this. Uh, Fat Drake saw red for elbowing the angry Uruguayan in the face, and that's all we're going to fucking talk about Arsenal. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. So uh both myself and uh, Graham went six and four this week. Um, we actually uh picked differently on two games. He got one right. I got one right. So I picked uh Southampton to beat wolves, but I did pick uh in my vein in my vanity picked uh Chelsea to beat uh Liverpool, which did not go my way. But that's all right because I got Sam's predictions here and he actually picked a lot of games differently than me this week so we might see a little swing Ooh. in the pendulum
1: could get a little tight here
0: i am i am still 3 games behind him he's at 179 and 136 i'm at 176 and 139 but that does mean if you've been betting with us you are winning money
1: what did sam always say it's not a sprint it's a marathon? Yeah, it's a marathon. You may, you may have to start stepping up the pace, though. Um, I think that might
0: happen this week. So, But we're also, this week, so Russ, we're going to get your picks on all the games. And as always, Rice, we, and whenever we have a guest in, we're going to have you pick a, uh, three matches as well. And then I'm going to read off Sam. So this should be an absolute shit show.
1: Here we go. Um,
0: first one, we have a big game on Tuesday. This is essentially for the battle of 18th place. Um, this is the makeup game. Uh, we have Brighton welcoming Cardiff. Uh, I say the Seagulls put a nail in the coffin with a 2-1 to win over Cardiff.
1: I have them going 3-1. to one.
0: And uh, Sam has Brighton beating Cardiff also 2-1. to one. So, the weekend gets started off with the thigh rubber. Um, we have Manchester City hosting the Spurs. City will be focused, and they will get a 2 nothing victory.
1: I don't see that. I have it going 1-1 as a draw. I think um, playing a team twice in one week in that short of a span... I think um, you're going to get a little complacent, and I think they're going to put it all in on the Champions League match, and I see this coming out at a 1-1 draw
0: whatever false hope you have to sell yourself i'm
1: selling it good too
0: rice what do you got i'm going uh city 2-1 city 2-1 to one. and uh sam graham is also delusional and this is where he's going to lose a game he's picking a draw as well
1: he sounds like a smart man
0: so in the midday games we have a whole lot of who could really give a damn uh first off the cherries welcome fulham um fulham gets romped three to one bournemouth
1: I have three to two, Bournemouth.
0: Okay. And then uh, Sam has uh, Bournemouth two to one. This is riveting radio right now, I tell you. Um, Watford travel to Huddersfield, two nothing Watford.
1: Three nothing Watford.
0: And Sammy has two nothing to Watford as well. Uh, Here's a good one. Um, West Ham host uh, Lester. I'm going to go two to one Foxes. I have three
1: one. Red Bull power to the Foxes.
0: Very good. And uh, and Sam actually has a draw here. So another uh, difference between the two of us. He has a 1-1 draw. And Mikey, you had some interesting thoughts about the uh, West ham Leicester game, right?
2: Yeah, I was hoping one of our faithful subscribers listeners could at some point next week send it to us would be Sam Graham walking onto the pitch holding Jamie fucking Vardy's hand. Like you would be my hero if you could make that happen. Make Sam the mascot with Jamie Vardy. Absolutely. And then you get double points if you can somehow crop a Red Bull vodka into their hands.
1: Very good. Love double it. points if you put the tutu on them, too, is going on the pitch.
3: All
0: right. Oh,
2: so yeah. tutu, RBV, on, Jamie fucking Vardy.
1: On on, on Graham. The tutu
3: on Graham?
0: Yes. So Or uh, Vardy. I don't care. Either one.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Brighton go to the Wolves. I think Brighton's going to expend all of their energy at the early part of the week. I'm going to go 3-1 Wolves, even though they can play down to teams, and it's been seen. that. I have 2-1 Wolves. Very good, and Sammy also has 2-1 Wolves. So, Sunday we start with uh, three games, and the first one is going to be a good one. Manchester United travel to Goodison to face Everton. 2-1 to Toffees, because my squad loves to confuse me. That's Ooh. just how it works.
1: Well, boss. I see this being a little different because in 2019 so far, Everton has won twice against top six, had a draw, had a loss. I see this as a draw. I see Man U coming off of a tough match against um, Barcelona earlier in the week, being tired legs, and I see Everton pulling the draw on this one.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, Rice, I assume you're going to pick otherwise.
2: Well, if Man U decides to play like they did before, they're going to lose to Barca 4-1. Um Hopefully that doesn't happen, but no, we're going to play Everton, and we're going to beat them 3-1 to one like we should. And uh, Sam Graham agrees with you, too, so I'm going to enjoy mocking both
0: of you when we win.
2: Did he uh, pick 3-1 also? He
0: picked 3-1 to one also. He's a smart man. Um, and then the final two games of the day on Sunday, we have Arsenal to host Palace. I'm going go to go 2-1 to Gunners in an ugly match, even though... The the trend would say this is a win for Palace, but I'm going to say the Gunners win.
1: I'm going 3-1 Gunners. I think they're um they're going to keep trying to drive that nail home that get in the top four, so I've got them pulling this off.
0: And, uh, of course, we know what Sam picks, so we don't even need to bother talking about it. And then the final game has uh, Liverpool heading to uh, Cardiff and killing them 4-0, finally putting the nail in the coffin of what is Cardiff's season, and Cardiff is being sent down.
1: I have 4-0 also.
2: Uh, I did 3-0, because I think once they get to 3, they're just going to take a nap.
0: Very good. And uh, Sam also picked 4-0, so everybody's going to think of an absolute shellacking. And then finally, Monday Night Lights gives us uh, Burnley heading to Chelsea. Burnley loves to play at the bridge. They beat them last year. And I think Burnley, just because Chelsea's been playing so poorly,
1: I'm going Burnley 1-1 draw. They're going to get points. I I see Chelsea pulling out a 2-1 victory. um, I think on the Monday night... Monday night lights gives them a little bit more pop.
0: Very good. And then uh, Sam also picked uh, Chelsea to win, but just won nothing. So he's not expecting much out of them either.
1: Oh, we. We'll, uh, I think we missed one match on okay. the Southampton Newcastle. Oh, way.
0: we did. Yes, we did. Southampton Newcastle. So what will be just an ugly, ugly match? Thank you, admin, not being my strong suit. I'm trying to read a phone and a piece of paper, so do forgive me. Professional. Yes, but I'm also recovering very well. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to go one-one draw.
1: I have two one Newcastle,
0: and uh, Sam actually picked one nothing Ham. Southam- I mean one nothing Newcastle. So Sam and I actually have four different games we disagree on this week. So either the gap is going to be closed. Or I'm going to be done and
2: dusted. I feel like you're throwing the hail mary right here.
0: Well, you know what? Uh, you don't win if you don't go for it, and I'm going for go it. Go bank or go home. And let's let's face it. Come on, guys. Is it really going to be more entertaining to have me do three shots of Malort in a single episode, or have Sam try to attempt to do three shots? Because I don't think he'll make it through the second
1: before he pukes.
2: The fetal position doesn't look good on radio. <laughs> yeah, it's... yeah.
1: He um he would not be able to get through three. Yeah, he wouldn't. It'd be beautiful to watch him have to do it. It though. would. I'm pulling for you then.
0: Thank you. He
2: is screaming at the radio right now. <laughs>
0: um, we're kinda too old for this shit. Um we ended up with a 3-3 draw. Um finally had some people back healthy, but we also had uh our goalkeeper couldn't make it last minute and of course Sam got a much needed week off after after uh having to play Iron Man the week before. So found ourselves yet again with only one sub. 3-1 lead that we gave away later in the match. Uh disappointing because we were certainly the better side. Um but uh we now at least have a point on the board. Feeling much like uh, uh, Huddersfield, Cardiff, and Fulham right now, um, relegation is looking like a very legitimate possibility for your boys at Drunker United Football Club. So, Ouch. yeah, one more regular season game, and then two games. Hopefully, the two games will be against teams that we uh, we you know we've already played this season that we may be able to right our first wrongs of losing to them. At least I'd like to be able to do that. So, um, thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls, Russ. Any parting words?
1: I do have a few parting words. Um, I'm not going to go long like some other people who sit in this chair, but I'm (laughs) going to go kind of quick. With the Last year on this date, the English Premier League was wrapped up. Man City was handed the title by Man U when they failed to win. So I'm curious to see if Man U is going to hand the title to Man City this year. But as I look ahead to Man City's schedule, they play Tottenham, Man U, Burnley, Leicester City, and Brighton. And so far this year, they've lost to every former Liverpool manager that is in the league. And the ones I see two slip ups, well, three actually Tottenham, Man U, but Leicester City, they have not played Brendan Rodgers yet this year. So I see that as another victory for Leicester City come the end of the year. But also, April 15th is another day. That 30 years ago, the Hillsborough disaster happened, where 96 Liverpool fans went up to watch the match, did not return home. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I am so impressed with that the English Premier League does is when they hold a moment of silence, it is a moment of silence. You do not hear a peep from the crowd. You don't hear some jackass hollering in the background like you do here at the American football events. And when you see that moment of silence, it does bring about some, you know, it it just makes you feel good that you can see the fans respecting what is going on. And so i was just always very impressed. Well done, English Premier League. Well done.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, almost as long-winded as uh, Sammy, but not as bad. Uh, Rice, thank you so much for joining us, brother. You got anything to add?
2: No, I had a blast. Uh, I'd just like to thank... Uh... Sam and Sam for putting this together and you know, it makes at least one drive into work, uh, driving into Virginia, uh, pleasurable. Thank you for Mel and Carly for dealing with these two jackasses and <laughs> taking the time to let them watch football and entertain all of us. And then, uh, just one final note with, uh, I have an amazing, awesome son. His name is Keegan. Uh, he has down syndrome. So I really urge everybody to find their local down syndrome group There's a great national group called Gigi's Playhouse. We have a local one here, local chapter, uh, Gigi's Playhouse in Annapolis. They do a lot of fun events. They do comedy at the local Irish place. They do tapping events at Gordon Beer's. Thank you, Tom. I just thank somebody that's not going to ever listen to this podcast. Um, (laughs) They do a lot of cool events. So you're going to go out. You're going to have fun. You're going to drink beer. Plan it around some of these events, and some of this uh, money gets donated back. So that's all I got.
0: And uh, when I... Finally, get your boy Keegs a blue jersey and make him an Everton fan. Are you
2: going to uh, be able to handle that? Uh, no, we'll just we'll just throw that out. You tried that with uh, Sam Graham and Rob, I believe. And uh, how well did that stick with uh, Teague?
0: I, I, well, no, Teagan actually has proclaimed that Liverpool is her favorite club. We have it on audio. She's a smart and, kid, and Sam keeps wanting to deny it, but. Uh, you know, and, and then she just picks against Everton every week just to get my goat. So Yeah, but she's goat.
2: also on recorded radio as Everton is poop. Yes, is my she understanding.
0: yes, very much so. She has said Everton is poop. And
3: daddy is delusional. And
0: daddy is delusional, that is for sure. Very observant. We're going to have to bring her in when, uh, now that We got a little bit better audio quality and have her do a bunch of sound drops that we can start throwing back into the show again because she is a funny young lady. Um, Thank you so much again for joining us, boys and girls. For Russ and Rice, this is Sam Houston. And I just want to say real quick, congratulations to the Everton under-23s who are the Premier League champions. Thank you very much. Thank you. We have won a fucking title and all of you can fuck yourselves. Thank you so much. Good night.
2: The whole thing didn't say GD one time. I get knocked down. Yeah, yeah, but people love me. <sighs> oh, people love me. I think his pod's already going to his head. I'm
0: a people
1: like me. I'm a charming motherfucker. We've it's, established
3: it's, this a long time Taylor ago. It's Taylor
1: that's going to his head. Right, Big Sam's bottle of Malort.